The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Oh, what's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge and our, as you said in the chat, can you believe it? Week nine college football mega preview we break down the top five games of the week according to us and then we give you our best bets the early slate the late slate and every now and then we give you a little bit on thursday and friday if you watch the morning show today then you know we have jacksonville state plus the two and a half tonight or excuse me minus the eight and a half no where i got that number from uh courtesy of the counselor sia najad now on this show i got three of my absolute very best let's take a look at what they did last week before i bring them in and how about ec bounce back week for him four and two you know ab killed it all over the place but not necessarily on this show and my man chip kind of a ho-hum week for him as well but these are absolute savages these are three of the absolute very best and they walk away from nothing let's bring him in right now you know him you love him. We've got Chip right there. Our five-tool player, A.B., is here. And E.C., of course, wearing the Homer shirt, is here with the undershirt, I might add. Now, you guys know how we do it. Whoever has the best week gets the first 15 seconds of the show. E.C., that would be you. You're up. Thanks, Coach. We know who the best team in college football is. At least I think I do. And it's Michigan. They're plus 225 to win the national championship right now. But you are absolutely crazy if you think about betting that line. Do you think the fact with all this cheating that if they lose a game, they're going to be put in the final four? Absolutely not. If you want to bet Michigan to win the national title, save your money and actually bet a team that's not cheating. Wow. Wow. And who who is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because unfortunately, it seems like we've run out of options, EC. If you put on that clarification for the team (laughs) that is not cheating, that has eliminated most of uh, our 133 FPS teams. Because if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. In college football, that's the way it goes, baby. All right. So we throw out the SEC because they all cheat, right? We, We can all agree on that. So they're out. What about Florida Fair. State? They seem like they're not cheating. Ohio State, are they cheating? I mean, listen, you said you be cheating. Up. You didn't say you didn't say you're going to argue with us after you tee chip up. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm just telling you that right now you should not be as arrogant as you are considering Connor Stallions has links to Jed Fish, your current head coach. And so Mr. Military Man, who's organized this wet cameras all over the country, has connections to your head coach. And look, I was ready to say nice things about Arizona. I was ready to talk about how I think the Wildcats are a dangerous, dangerous team right now. 
But listen, if you're going to go hard on that Michigan scandal, just make sure it's not right there in your back door, too. Hey, let me say this, Chip. When Jim Harbaugh was told, you need to win now, suddenly things have turned around significantly. Is it a coincidence? Now, Jed Fish never got that doctrine. He's just recruiting better players. Hey, you open the door, EC. Don't try to shut it, too. All right? And Japan said EC's 15 seconds just went the wrong way. And that's exactly what happened. And it ends right here, right now. Because we got five big games to get into. EC, that was a horrible use of 15 seconds. I thought it was great. Horrible. I thought it was great. Embarrassing. Now, game number one that we're looking at. We're going to the Big 12. And this is the last time that we'll ever be able to say this. Oklahoma. Conference matchup with the Kansas Jayhawks. It was my dream as just a little baby boy growing up in mid-America, middle America, (laughs) middle America, Kansas. My parents still lived there to play for the Kansas Jayhawks. Alas, 6'4", power forwards don't play in the Big 12 very often. So we're going to talk football instead. Kansas plus 290 on the money line. Oklahoma favored by 10 on the road. All of our odds presented by our good partners at the King of All Sportsbooks, BetMGM. So, Chip, you're fired up already. I'm going to start with you because you have a best bet in this game. Which way are you going? Rock Chalk, we'll take those 10 points. We've got a very specific matchup advantage. The handicap is easy. The Kansas rushing attack averages 5.62 yards per attempt. That ranks in the top 10 nationally in that category. And I think I have found a weakness in this Oklahoma defense because, yes, Brent Venables did a great job. By the way, Brent Venables, elite sign stealer. You heard it here first. Okay, so he's done a great job of being able to level up that defense, and they are so much better than they were a year ago. But I think UCF exposed something, because you remember I was on the Knights too. I was dialed into this game, and Dusty Dvorak on the call, he mentioned it. I mentioned it as well. Like that rushing defense is one spot where I think you can kind of get at the Sooners. UCF has one of the top rushing attacks in the country. They were able to run the ball right down their throat. And I think the Jayhawks here coming out of an off week with two really good running backs to lead the way. I think the Jayhawks use that ground game to exploit the Sooners defense as well. Oklahoma probably hangs on for a win, but 10 on the road. It's too many daggone points. Well, apparently your nemesis doesn't believe so. EC, let's come right over to you, big boy. What is your best bet on this game? Well, my best bet, coach, is that Kansas basketball is a bunch of cheaters, but that's just beside the point. Just wanted to point that they are. Just had to point that out. Uh, Speaking of teams that aren't cheating, Oklahoma, well, Chip just said it. I think this is a get-right game for the Sooners after that emotional letdown last week against UCF. Now, I know they had a week off in between, but it still kind of was. They kind of had this invincibility about them. Their defense, as Chip said, has been great this year, averaging a little over 16 points a game, and they've given up less than 400 yards in six of seven games. They haven't allowed a touchdown in the first or third quarter all season, which is impressive. Kansas, on the other hand, 19 straight losses against top 10 opponents. They haven't won since 2008, so they're not going to win the game. We know that. But since 2000, the closest margin of victory by Oklahoma during their 18-game winning streak over Coach's KU team was last year when they won by 10. This is a better OU team and a worse Kansas team. If Jalen Daniels is playing, I might say things differently. Jason Bean, not buying it. Oklahoma 38, Kansas 20. Very interesting. I have a trivia question before I come to you, A.B. And Chip, I think you'll be able to answer this. A.B., maybe you'll be able to answer this too. Of the two universities, Kansas or Arizona, 
which one in a basketball cheating scandal actually lost their coach and whose coach is still there? Can anybody answer that for me? And not oh, you, EC. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be the Kansas Jayhawks, which oh. won, a, won a national championship, by the way. Like, yeah, yeah, was there some scandal? But they actually got it done, unlike Arizona, which oh. habitually falls short of seed line expectation in the NCAA correct. tournament. That's oh, correct. One. And he got fired. And the only place that would hire him is his old place where he put on the map at Xavier. That's it. Don't talk to me about cheating. Ever when it comes to basketball. Bill Self has nine lives. <laughs> Whatever. He's still there. A Listen, B. and one of them might have gotten taken last spring. <laughs> Very close. So, yeah. Very close. Uh, A.B., I know that you don't have an official play on this one, but I didn't even mention the total yet, which is sitting at a robust 65. Your thoughts? Yes, sir. And look, I'll be fast because I don't have an official play, so why would you listen to me talk for 20 minutes about it? E.C., what was that uh, projected score that you have in this game? 38 to 20. All right. So that's 58 points. I'm going with the under. I, I completely agree with you. I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Kansas could definitely do enough to slow down what Oklahoma has been doing surprisingly on offense this year, but it's Oklahoma's defense as well. It's fantastic, right? Um, yeah. See, getting into the 60s, way too many points. Yeah, and it does seem like lately as we get deeper and deeper into the conference season, we're seeing less and less of the 40 to 30 type of games. All right, game number two, we're going to the SEC. No official best bets in this game, but this is kind of a rubber meets the road. We know Georgia has been the consensus number one team the entire season, but they just lost arguably their best offensive player in their tight end out for the year. So they're favored by 14 and a half. They're taking on Florida. Florida's plus 450 on the money line. AB, let me come right back to you because all three of you feel the same way, and I'm interested to hear your takes. Let's start with you. Yeah, again, no official play, and I'll tell you exactly why. It's what you just said. Brock Bowers, he's not only the best player offensively for Georgia, he might be the best player offensively in the country, right? I mean, he just does everything for this Bulldogs team. Now, I'm not saying that they are going to be done, that, you know, Georgia season's over. Carson Beck and them are fantastic. That defense with Kirby Smart, still pretty good. That being said, Florida is playing better football. And if you're giving me 14 and a half, I think that Billy Napier and his defense, and you look at Billy Napier ever since he's gone back to Louisiana, this dude covers as an underdog. Doesn't always win the game outright, but the dude covers over and over and over. And pull us back here, Snake. Take a look at that Georgia side, that little stat there under. Mm -hmm. One and five against the spread this season. Now, it's a lot like the Chiefs where you have huge numbers to cover. That being said, the Chiefs are pretty good offensively. Georgia, don't trust it as much. I'll take Florida. All right, Chip, I'm going to come to you. And by the way, real quick, do you know where this game by way of Sounder is going to be played, what, network this weekend, perhaps, Chip? Oh, you mean when you want to sit on down and you want to get comfy for the... We've got a doubleheader on CBS. It'll be Penn State in a bounce-back spot at noon Eastern time, followed by the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, Georgia, the number one team in the country, and the Florida Gators. Half the stadium in Jacksonville one way, half the stadium the other. There's nothing like the pageantry of college football this Saturday on CBS. Stream it on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> if you don't know, you're just too young. If you don't know, you're just too young. EC, why are you also 
rolling with, and don't say it's a lean. I know it's a lean. I just said there's no official picks. Why do you like the Florida side, though? Well, Florida's 8-3-1 and one coach in their last uh, 12 games against the spread against AP top five teams. And as you mentioned with the, with the graphic that Snake put up, Georgia has been a 14-plus point favorite in every game this season and has only covered once out of seven. Now, one was a push, but the other five were losses. Not good. I think this one's just going to be a little bit closer. Who knows what to expect with the Georgia offense without Brock Bowers? Georgia 30, Florida 20. All right. Georgia 30, 20, that'd be 50. So the over would come in in your universe. That might happen. It very much might happen. Now, where are we going to place these bets? Where are we going to bet on Florida? Well, right here, BetMGM. And new BetMGM customers can sign up today and get $200 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. With bonus code EDGE200, that is bonus code EDGE200. Love having BetMGM on board with us here at the Early Edge. Now, game number three. And this one is fascinating. We're going out to the Pac-12, 3.30 Eastern on Saturday. Number eight, Oregon, minus six and a half, taking on Utah, plus 200 on the money line. You see the stats. Snake has done an amazing job with those. So, gentlemen, with a total of 48, we do have a couple of best bets. EC, why don't we start with you? Because Utah, they found out they will not be getting Cam Rising back for the entire season. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it does. Who do you like? Coach, uh, this is our 10th show that I believe we've done for the college football with week zero included. And I just love picking Utah at home. So Utah, give, you're giving me six and a half points against Oregon. I will take that all day and every day. They have an 18-game home winning streak and 27 straight with fans in, in attendance. Oregon, by the way, has lost six straight road or neutral games against AP top 25 teams, starting with a couple of losses to Utah in 2021, a 38-7 Utah win. And then they beat him again a few weeks later in the Pac-12 Pac championship game, 38-10. to 10. Just a hunch that this game is really close. And you know what? Snake agrees with me. He came on my podcast earlier this week. He made a couple of picks. Probably going to do better than, than you and A.B. did, Coach, earlier in the year. I mean, not hard, just being honest. Uh, Utah 27, Oregon 24. I actually like him outright, but I'll take the points in this case. And in a related story, we'd like to thank EC for his contributions to the <laughs> I was like, where did me and Coach just catching strays over here? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I run the show, and he's taking shots at me after I just beat him in a showdown on Sunday, and he has no legs to stand on. That oh. ding was so nice, EC. Oh, and what a tease you had in the first quarter touchdown pass all you needed was one more it's crazy you didn't get it now ap let me come to you and then you can say let me come to you because utah or excuse me oregon at times this year has allowed a lot of points and it looks like that's where you are leaning on this game yes sir we're gonna take oregon team total over 20 and a half because look i've watched every snap that oregon's played this season their defense stinks it stinks. It's terrible. They will give up the pass. They will give up the run to anybody at any moment. And they do that at home. Now you're going to go on the road. And look, Utah, I get it that rising going to be done for the year. I don't care. Uh, quite frankly, I think they might have played better without him. I, I, I just don't. I, I, I'm good on any of that negativity. EC is correct. Utah is a force, especially when they're playing at home. But they went on the road and did it last week. I'm loving the vibe that this team has. I do not like where Oregon is at 
at all. Yes, they did win last week in a nice comeback game. They weren't playing for anything tough, and they still gave up way too many points. Utah team total over 20 and a half. Yeah, they're getting that job done. All right, so we were on Utah plus the six and a half. We're on the team total. Chip, let me come to you. I know you don't have an official play, but you do like a side. Which one? I just, I like making bad decisions from time to time. I try not to make it like more than 50% of the time. You know, you want like your success rate on sure. decision making to be more successful than not. But man, I just think Oregon's the better team. You know, I, I think that Utah's offensive success has a lot to do with that USC defense that it was playing. And it was not all that far from Utah losing that game. And what is that point spread if Utah does end up losing that game? Even considering, yes, I think Utah in Rice-Eccles is the best home field advantage, period. Which is why I say Oregon's a bad decision. But I think that uh, keep an eye on the availability report. Again, not an official play. But if you've got it under seven and you think Oregon is the better team, I think you just stand in the face of the overwhelming trend and say, if the Ducks can get the guys back who they sat out against Washington State, guys who are banged up in the second half of the game against Washington, if they're full strength on defense, I don't know how many points the Utes are going to be able to score. And eventually, I think Bucky Irving, who's really become one of the MVPs for this Oregon offense, I do think he can get it done running the ball up the middle. A lot of good analysis. This last two minutes is exactly why we tell you all the time. Take the information and use it for yourself. You got to do some of the work. EC, go. Yeah, I think Chip made a good point, but I'm looking at it from the other side. For Utah at six and a half, I mean, I, I like the line because I think they're going to win the game. But if you're not as confident as I am, I'd actually buy it up to eight and a half and play an alt line there. Oregon does like to go for two. Just kind of they do some weird things and they'll go for two at random spots. It's not a bad one to buy at. Maybe you you pay the minus 150 and feel a little bit more safe about it if you like Utah. They also don't kick field goals. They, they will not kick field goals. Dan Lanning will do as dumb decisions as possible to screw that thing up. So you're not getting threes. You're not going to get them. You're going to have to do it by touchdowns. I don't trust Oregon at all. At all. At all. Great job, boys. Great freaking job. By the way, speaking of a great job, a member of the crew, Berg Betts. College football is his thing. He is in the chat. Any <clears throat> excuse me? Any questions for him? Put them in there. He will answer them for you in real time. Game number four, and these are two teams, gentlemen, that at times this fall have looked really, really, really good, and then at times they haven't looked good. So Louisville at home, they're favored by four over Duke. Total forty-six and a half. Chip, you have the only best bet for this game you're going on the louisville side but you're not taking the spread talk to me yeah i'm just going to talk specifically about the louisville matchup against this duke defense because uh riley leonard's availability and sort of how duke continues to figure that out remember he started the game against florida state duke was leading duke was playing well against florida state he ends up getting re-injured, goes to the side, and night-night. I mean, it's just a different offense when Riley Leonard is not in the game. So let's attack, very specifically, Louisville's offense against Duke's defense. So we're going to go Louisville team total over because I think this Duke defense has been pouring it out and did such a good job against that high-powered Florida State team. They kept Keon Coleman in check. He's one of the best wide receivers in the entire country that's not named Marvin Harrison Jr. And Jordan Travis was bottled up until he finally had to make magic happen in the fourth quarter on a couple of those late scoring drives. 
Now you're going to ask that same Duke defense that poured it out in Tallahassee to go to Louisville, walk into their house against a team that had last week off and has just been scheming up counter punches to all the different Duke defensive pressure. I just think over the course of four quarters, Louisville's offense is going to be able to hit on enough of those plays where for, if for no other reason, you know, we just see them taking advantage of a tired defense. And here's why this is really important. Do you remember when an elite defense went into Cardinal stadium and then all of a sudden just kind of got picked apart? It was Notre Dame. And it happened just a couple weeks ago. Notre Dame's defense had been pouring it out, pouring out, pouring it out. And now to all of a sudden, like keep that going against a Jeff Brom coach team. I think Jeff Brom is an excellent offensive game plan or play caller. Let's just go very specifically on the Louisville side of this. Let's go Louisville team total over. I think they can get to 27-28. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want to do the work? I didn't think so. Now, AB, let me come to you, big boy, because you and EC do not have a best bet. However, you are thinking that the same side that Chip likes should be able to cover this game. Why do you like Louisville better than Duke? Yes, sir. Look, uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, Chip nailed it in that entire just promo he cut right there. He nailed it. Absolutely. Duke's defense, specifically their team, is built on that secondary, and it's one of the best in the country, but how long is it going to last, specifically with injuries on the offensive side? Louisville, a lot better of a team than I thought they would. And Chip's been saying that. I got to give him credit. He's been saying that for the last couple of weeks, and not that I disagreed, but they have been showing it. So, look, man, I'll stop right there. I lean Louisville plus, or minus four. Um, not an official play, but I roll a chip on this one. See, it's exactly why, A.B., we talk about – paying attention for week after week because sometimes we don't need the information for this week but maybe two weeks down the line we talk about that all the time and you just brought that up all right ec you were on the same side of things what is your reasoning for thinking that louisville could be the side to play this week well coach i would have made this an official play if we knew the status of riley leonard i i think he's probably going to be out with the ankle injury probably just not worth it for duke to play him here but louisville eight no straight up and against the spread in their last eight home games that is significant Now, it's not a Utah or Oregon State home field advantage, but obviously that is something. 
Jeff Brom, definite coaching upgrade over Scott Satterfield. I think we can all agree with that. But Louisville at home in those eight games that I just mentioned, outscoring their opponents nearly 40 to 13. Feel pretty good about Louisville, assuming Leonard is not playing or is really not close to 100%, which is likely. Just didn't want to make it an official play. Yeah, it's hard when you see a player that a team really needs just standing over there. Nothing they can do. All right, our fifth and final game of the week. All three of my boys have a pick on this game. Ohio State, they have not looked fantastic all year, but somehow they continue to get it done. They are ranked number three in the country. Wisconsin, yeah. So it's 14 and a half. That hook just like a blinking red light right now. The total 43 and a half. So where do we start? With the positive or with the negative? Well, I've got one positive, and that is with A.B. So A.B., let me come to you. Because when you have a spread like this, it can be very, very difficult. But if you play into one side the way you do, and I love how you get creative, this might be the play. Talk to me. Yes, sir. Look, we're going to go Ohio State. Team total touchdowns over three and a half at plus 100. Look, Ohio State coming off that big win against Penn State. And the only problem really that they had in that game was that their offense wasn't converting touchdowns. And yes, it is tough against a very good Penn State defense. But that being said, Ryan Day is here to win titles. He's here to compete for titles. And he does not sit there and say, oh, we had a great game and we won. We can just take this one off on the road. No, no, not at all. And he has an offense to do it. I think that he has been focused all week on making sure that his team is converting touchdowns because you know why? We spoke about Michigan earlier. Buddy, that game's coming pretty soon, <laughs> and you're going to have to score points and be ready for it. So, yeah, I think that Ohio State against this Wisconsin defense, yeah, man, they're scoring four touchdowns or more. Now, there is a way that all three of these bets could come in. It's going to have to be very, very specific, but there is a way that all three could come in. So let's say Ohio State scores four touchdowns. That would be 28 by themselves, which then would mean, Chip, for your play to come in, their defense would have to step up in a major, major way, and you believe that can happen, yes? Yeah, I just don't trust them to score. All right, because the silver bullets are back. And just like when Ohio State had those nasty elite defenses, offensively, they weren't dynamic. They weren't high flying, but they had a boss. They had a hammer like David Boston. And similarly, this team led by Marvin Harrison Jr., he is that David Boston figure. And they lean on and they win with the defensive side of the football, particularly that defensive line and a very, very good secondary. Oh, the transition to a new style of offense for Wisconsin has been a little bit tough. Not sure that they've got all the skill players to run that air raid influenced Phil Longo style, but man, Luke Fickle, who has his own, you know, Ohio State connections uh, as a former assistant there, he's got that defense tuned up just right. And I think that Wisconsin's defense is going to be able to do a good enough job of making life hard on Kyle McCord so that you know they're not scooting the ball up and down the field running the football for Wisconsin with Braylon Allen's going to be like some of your best path to success but again I, I just don't think that's happening against the Buckeyes so I think Wisconsin you know could you know find their way into a touchdown or two Ohio State starts to be real conservative because uh, they just need to get in and out with the win by any margin I, I really like going under the total uh, in Madison that last point is very very important the way the landscape is kind of shaking out these top three or four teams all they need to do is win now they yeah Ohio State's yeah. yeah Ohio State's got the Notre Dame win in their bag and yep. now they've got the Penn State win in their bag any mm -hmm. margin victories leading into the Michigan game that's all that matters for the Buckeyes 
Great point. I love that point. Now, AB thinks at least four touchdowns. That's 28. 43 and a half. If you add 14, that would be 42. So if that was the exact score, then EC, all three of you would hit because yours is what? Yeah, I'm going Wisconsin team total under 14 and a half and laying some juicier coach at minus 150. So Ohio State held a former player of theirs, Marcus Freeman, who's a Notre Dame coach. They held his team to 14 points. And now they're facing a former player of theirs and, and interim head coach in Luke Fickle. And they're going to hold his team to 14 or less. Ohio State unders are six and one this season, and they're allowing 10 points a game. And you saw what they did to Penn State last week. So let's play the transitive property game for the first time in this show. Penn State scored 31 on Iowa, who held Wisconsin to six, and then Ohio State held Penn State to 12. I love playing those games. You you do with it as you want, but I basically just saying I don't see Wisconsin scoring anywhere more than 12, and I'll take the number at 14 and a half. Listen, Ohio State has the 17th best rush defense nationally, sixth best against the pass, and fourth in total defense. Wisconsin, backup quarterback, Braden Locke, five touchdown passes all season, and two of them were in the fourth quarter last week to hit my Wisconsin uh, over Illinois line. I just don't think that they're going to allow Braylon Allen to do anything on the ground. They're going to make Locke beat him, and he won't. Ohio State 24, Wisconsin 10. Please do not act like you did not have to look up what transitive property means when you're trying to give out your take. Stop it. Stop. I got another one for you later in the show. I'm just going to say that. Oh, my goodness. All right. Those are our top five plays of the week in college football. And there are literally games on everywhere. But here at CBS, where we get to work, this is our bread and butter. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Snake, I cannot wait for the day. 
when I say welcome to the early edge streaming on Paramount Plus. It's going to happen. I see it. It's going to happen. All right, it's time for our slate. My guys put in a lot of work. It's time to have a really big week for week number nine. We divide it into the early slate and to the late slate. So, EC, I'm coming to you first. We just saw the promo. How will Penn State bounce back this week from the loss to Ohio State? They're laying a big, big number. Are you laying it? I, I am, Coach. This is my Chip Patterson, uh, you know, imitation pick of the week. Imitation, the most sincere form of flattery. I saw Chip make a few of these picks earlier in the year, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do something different, and I'm going to lay the 32 and a half points here. Penn State only given up 22 points in four home games this season, including having consecutive shutouts. They're 17 and 0 against teams other than Ohio State and Michigan since 2022, and the average score has been 40 to 12. And they're 12 one and one against the spread in their last 14. And to quote the great AB, style points matter here. They've allowed the fewest yards in FBS competition, 218.1. Indiana on the road in the last three seasons against Big Ten teams, 0-10 with an average score of 37-8. In their two road games this season, at Maryland, at Michigan, lost by 27-45. and I don't think they score more than once. Penn State 42, Indiana 3. And finally, last week, I picked uh, Virginia to cover against North Carolina, and not only did they cover, sorry, Chip, they won outright, which I definitely didn't see coming. So now we're going back to uh, Miami, which got Mario Cristobal his first ACC victory at home. He's now one in five straight up in Miami against uh, ACC teams. Virginia, five and one against the spread in their last six, five and one against the spread in their last six against Miami. And the last five games have been decided by only one possession. This is a letdown spot for the Hurricanes after that double overtime win against Clemson. You could say the same about Virginia, but this is a lot of points. Miami 27, Virginia 17. I cannot believe that they're getting 18 and a half points after beating a top 10 team and Miami's done what they've done the last three or four weeks. This is crazy. This is a crazy number. <clears throat> Thank you for finding. You see, my apologies. All right, AB, let me come to you. This is the early slate, and there's been a lot of, I don't know, negative storylines out here on the West Coast with USC, and they're playing technically in the early window this week. What do we like there? Yeah, we are taking the Trojans here. Team total over 40 and a half. And look, I know that sounds like a lot of points. Buddy, what else does USC have to do? Score. That's it. That's it. And I think that they're going to be able to do that as long uh, or as long as possible in this game. All right. Now, I can't tell you what their defense is going to do. I can't tell you what anything is going to happen in this game. But they are going to score points. If Caleb Williams is playing, I'm all in on this bet. So give me USC team total over 40 and a half. And next, let's go back to that Virginia-Miami game of what EC just talked about. I'm going to take the over 47 and a half, and I'll tell you why. I agree with EC, all right? Look, Virginia is playing much better football. Now, the last two weeks, North Carolina has played Miami and Virginia back-to-back, -back, okay? So we get a, you know, kind of recent little comparative process here. Both teams scored exactly 31 points against North Carolina. Virginia won. Miami did not win. That being said, I said all that to say this. I do not trust either of these defenses in this game, except the reason that Virginia is getting that many points is because Miami's rush defense is one of the best in the country. They are not giving up more than 100 yards rushing on average per game. So they're going to force Virginia to put the ball in the air. 
Good thing for Virginia. Miami's pass defense stinks. Good thing for Miami. Virginia's pass defense stinks. They're both going to throw for over 300 yards. Take the over here. Low number. It'll be insanity down there. It'll be fun game to watch. I actually think it will be, too. So we got a team total from AB and a game total. Now, there is a team in Austin, Texas, Chip Patterson, Mm -hmm. that wants to put themselves back on said map. Weeks like this, you got to dominate. Talk to me. Well, look, Texas is a flammable object right now, and I got my gloves on, teacher. Don't worry. I'm following all the safety precautions because you're sitting there and you're like, Quinn Ewers is out. How are you going to back Texas as a big favorite against a BYU team that's 5-2, and two, against a BYU team that's been able to go in and, heck, it got a win against Arkansas. But I ask you, what really is a win against Arkansas worth? Because this Texas team with Malik Murphy, I think they're still going to be able to be effective because the thing that they do does not rely on Quinn Ewers. What it relies on is running back Jonathan Brooks. And that's where things get problematic because I do think this BYU defense, you're going to be able to run on it. And I just don't take a lot of stock out of the win against Texas Tech, out of the win against Cincinnati, the win against Arkansas, because when they go up against some, you know, even quality competition, they lose by a 11 on the road to Kansas. This is a BYU team whose value is inflated because it is five and two and because Texas is on its second string quarterback, but it's not about QB one. It's about RB one. Jonathan Brooks is going to ball running the football against the Cougars. We lay it with the Longhorns. Sometimes you got to dig a little bit deeper, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of these players we talk about, they're going to be playing on the next level. We always focus on them at the early edge as well. How about the NFL slate this week? We can't wait for a showdown in the Steel City. Let's go! And an epic matchup out west. All hail Sunday. The NFL is on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, there's a lot of rubber meet the road type of matchups in the NFL this week. Also, all right, let's move to the late slate of college football. And EC, coming back to you, got one in the late slate. And I actually played, I'm, I kid you not, I played with a guy this week. And he goes, hey, what do you do? I said, I'm a sports cast. He goes, really? My brother is the head golf coach at Georgia Tech. It was so random. It was so random. It's a good program. And, what's that? It's a, it was a really good program. The Georgia Tech golf program. Yeah, they, they lost in the national championship last week. I know. My sign's 13. I said, call your brother today. Right now, give me a scholarship. But we're talking football right now. And you like the Yellow Jackets on the field. Why? Yeah, Chip, I apologize. This was not done maliciously, but I'm taking Georgia Tech plus 11 and a half against your uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. Listen, Georgia Tech has won the last two meetings outright after being 14 and 21 and a half point underdogs. And UNC, 0-7 against the spread in their last seven is a double-digit favorite. And they've lost four outright of these games since 2021, including one last week against Virginia. Georgia Tech, five and two in their last seven games as a double-digit underdog. They are four and one against the spread in their last five games against ranked opponents. And last week, the score, you know, they, they lost 38 to 23, but they were winning going in the fourth quarter before giving up three touchdowns to Boston College. I think this game is close. I think UNC wins the game. Give me North Carolina 31, Georgia Tech 24, just closer than that 11 and a half. Chip, your thoughts on that one? I mean, North Carolina has lost 10 out of the last 12 in Atlanta against Georgia Tech. It's like a house of horrors for them. Honestly, I will say this. If they had skirted out of that Virginia game with a win, 
then I'd be more nervous about the letdown loss, right? But because they lost, I think it gets their attention because North Carolina led against Virginia by 10 in the fourth quarter and then just dipped out without paying the bill. I mean, they just left. They They didn't see it out for 60 minutes. And if they had brought that same attitude to Georgia Tech, then Haynes King would have lit them up for late touchdowns. We'll see. I mean, they better get – coaching staff better get in it. This week, you know, because this can be a let one loss turn into two. All of a sudden, a team that could be playing for the ACC championship is making its reservations for yet another bowl game in Charlotte. <laughs> Where's that game at? Is it North Carolina or at Georgia Tech? Georgia Tech. It's in Atlanta, yeah. In Atlanta. Oh, hey, Midtown Atlanta. Dude, Georgia Tech's campus right there in Midtown. Shout out Peachtree Street. Let's go. Uh-huh. Hey, let me let me say this as well, Chip. Last year when North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech, they didn't win a game again until this September when they beat South Carolina. They ended up losing four in a row to end the year. I hope it doesn't go that way for Drake May and Mac Brown. I'm just a little concerned that maybe they'll be hung over in a bad way after that. Yeah, game. no, uh, listen, it is fair. That's what a lot of North Carolina fans that I know are worried about is the let one loss become two situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Good discussion. All right, AB, let me come to you because we're staring at Tennessee, and also we're staring at the Colorado game, and apparently Coach Prime decided during the off week he was going to change his look and everything was going to be different. Still the same pistachio commercials as always, but what do we think about both of those games? Yeah, so first off, we'll start with Tennessee and Kentucky, all right? The Barrel Bowl Battle. Well, they don't let them call it that anymore because they don't want to promote drinking. Same thing that we have in the Florida, Georgia. We can't call it the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. But I'll say this. What you are going to see is Tennessee scoring touchdowns. We're going to take them team touchdown total over three and a half. Now, Kentucky's defense, pretty good against the run. Tennessee's defense, pretty good against the run. Both teams are going to be forced to pass. We're going to see a clock that slows down a little bit because you're going to see more passes in the air. And quite frankly, all right, Josh Heupel, the last two weeks, he has caught heat for fourth down decisions that haven't really worked out. So you would think, oh, well, that'll lead to more field goals. No, no, (laughs) he'll just quit. He'll quit kicking field goals altogether. He's going to go for touchdowns. Josh Heifel has proven over and over and over that he's going to do that, and especially coming off a game against Alabama where they scored zero in the second half. My man is going to be coming out looking to score. Next, Colorado, UCLA. We are going to take the under in this game, and I'll tell you why. What Deion Sanders is trying to do at Colorado offensively is exactly what Chip Kelly did at Oregon. Chip Kelly perfected this. Now, I think Deion Sanders, they're going to have success in the coming years. But Chip Kelly, he knows where the weak points are in quick pace, up-tempo offenses, and he has the two perfect foils against that. Number one, one of the best defenses in the country. He's only allowing, what, 14.7 points per game this season. And number two, UCLA does it on the ground. They are going to run Colorado right out of the stadium. But here's the thing. Chip Kelly knows that when you have a team that is based solely on offense, how you beat them and secure victory is taking away their offense. So instead of scoring in four, five, six plays, he's going to score in nine, 10, 11 plays and use the clock against Colorado because their defense stinks. The only way Colorado can get you is if you just let them have the ball and score and get in a shootout. Chip Kelly, 
one of the best defenses in the country, one of the best run games in the country. Colorado, count your possessions this week because, pal, you ain't going to have many of them. Take the under in this one. I'll tell you what, <clears throat> Shadur and all those guys, they're not hiding either. They don't care about a couple losses. Guess who was in the front row at the Lakers and the Nuggets game last night? College kids all over the broadcast. <laughs> was Travis there too? Oh, yeah, right next okay. to him. Absolutely. So it was Coach, Shadur, and Travis? Nice. I, yeah, it was nice. Were there more players too? Uh, that's all I saw. Okay. That's all I saw. Front row. Front row. Now, speaking you of... You I had Liberty in Western Kentucky on. I wasn't watching no shooty hoops. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the Cayusa. <laughs> As was I. As was I. Now, we have been talking about one of these two teams, Chip, the entire season. Mm-hmm. And finally... They're being recognized nationally. Talk to me. Undefeated James Madison. I no longer have to say rank them, you cowards, because the cowardice has been shed from the AP top 25 voters. But this is a little wrinkle of recent history. James Madison just came to the FBS, so they just became eligible for the AP top 25 poll. They did actually show up once, also at number 25 last year. The problem was they lost their next three football games yikes so i would understand if you know this is such a big deal learning to handle this success like there's levels to this even though james madison was a national championship contender at the fcs level so let's go into the matchup against odu and odu is coming off off of some success of its own and i think that we've got a spot where the best handicap is to tackle the total because what does jmu do better than anybody else gets after the daggum quarterback nasty defensive front they lead the nation with 34 sacks on the season that is five more than anybody else in the country penn state texas a&m you don't have as many sacks as the dukes do (laughs) jalen green who also leads the nation with 13 sacks individually he's one of the best in the country and so look if the offense is going to sputter a little bit if the primetime game at home is so much hype that things are a little bit clunky, that's okay. That defense will hold you in the game. Plus, a couple ways to get home because if JMU goes up by a bunch, then they might just sort of sit on it the rest of the way. So we're going to go under 48 and a half. For all those great reasons, gentlemen, well freaking done across the board. Now, grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here's the recap courtesy of my man, the snake. Always on the ones and the twos. Uh, Leave it up there. EC, Oklahoma, Wisconsin team total. Utah, Penn State, Virginia, Georgia Tech. Go over to AB, the Utah team total. Ohio State over three and a half. Tennessee over three and a half TDs. USC team total. Colorado under Virginia over. And then Chip, Jayhawks. Louisville team total, Ohio State, Wisconsin under, Texas, JMU, ODU under 48 and a half. And you know, we end every single Wednesday with our ace parlay from our man EC. I cannot wait to see what you cooked for us this week, sir. Floor is yours. Well, Coach, we now have the Jace parlay this week. When you beat me in a showdown, you get one added to the parlay at the end of the show. So congratulations. Let's do Wait, wait, wait. Congratulations, so you faded my team? That's a congratulations? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We're going Kansas Kansas under under 27.5 team total. I explained it earlier in the show. They're going to only score 20. Last year, we saw Texas go into Lawrence. You thought, oh, it's going to be a close game. And Kansas lost 55 to 14. Oklahoma's defense is for real. So we're fading that Kansas team total. Sorry, coach. Under 27 and a half. 
We're going over in AB's uh, Tennessee, over 27.5 team total for them. In two games against Kentucky under Josh Heupel, the Vols have scored 45 and 44 points. That's all I need to see for that one. Bing, bang. And then we got the next one, North Carolina under 37.5. Do they have a hangover of sorts uh, when it comes to uh, that loss last week to Virginia going up against Georgia Tech, going under 37.5? And finally, I didn't include my Arizona here, but we're going to Oregon State under 30.5 in Tucson. Wildcats 6-1 and one of the under this season. They're giving up 20.6 points a game, and it would be less if not for the stupid three overtimes against USC and that stupid rule. And you know what? I'm going to even give you a bonus pick. I'm giving Arizona money line here, 27-23 over Oregon State. So the Jace parlay at plus 11.54, Kansas under 27.5, Tennessee over 27.5 team total, North Carolina under 37.5, and we fade those Oregon State Beavers under 30.5 for their team total. Let's go Wildcats. Bear down. How disrespectful. <laughs> I know. To the entire show. That big old stupid smile you got on your face right now. You think you got one over on me and Chip. You think AB's going to love you because you picked Tennessee team total over. That's not going to help your relationship. I would have taken your over. I almost, I almost did Kansas State for you. But then I thought, you like Kansas more. Have you never been to Kansas? There is not. You cannot be one. You cannot be both. It doesn't happen. Can, can you be an Arizona State fan if you love the Wildcats? Absolutely not. Same thing in Kansas. You'll never find a Wildcats fan that's also a Jayhawks fan, ever. I hope not. hope not. They're frauds if they tell you they are. Frauds, I say. I've had enough of this nonsense. I got to go be on a real show tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, right here on the same channel. And then prime time early at tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, same channel. But I love this show. Every single Wednesday, join us live 3 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching us on demand, we welcome you too. So with all that being said, big weekend in college football. There's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these college football tickets to rate to the pay window. For my tiger, love my, my man Chip, A.B., EC and the snake always on the ones and the twos. I'm simply the coach trying to keep this train on said track. We grind for you so we can win with you. It's truly what we're all about every day, every show, every time. This is the early edge. Good luck. Good luck.